0: 1918, and Millie, not long turned 21, is with her friend and former roommate Eleanor, sitting in a clearing not far from a small airfield where the Canadian National Exhibition has been holding an airfare. All afternoon the two of you have been watching as various planes and flying machines have demonstrated their abilities, putting on a show for the attendance of the fair. It's interesting enough, but so far nothing has held your interest. You've spent as much time, if not more, just chatting with your friend than you have watching the planes doing spins, loops, and tricks in the air. You can barely make out the speaker system at the airfield, announcing a routine by a former World War I ace pilot. But once the small, red, fixed wing plane is in the air, it's as though everything else has dropped out of you. All you can see is the plane spinning and twisting in the air, deftly performing the very manoeuvres that served this pilot well during the war. And then, suddenly, the pilot isn't performing manoeuvres over the airfield anymore. At first, it's hard to believe, but as the plane looms closer and closer, it becomes immediately clear the plane is heading your way. More than that, it's aiming straight towards the ground, straight towards where you and Eleanor are sitting. Eleanor screams, He's got to bail out! He won't make it! And she bolts up, darting off towards the road. You know better, Millie. There's no way for that pilot to get out of that plane. There is no easy escape. Whatever is about to happen, he's in that cockpit until the end. What do you do?
1: I step out of the range of the crash and...
0: wait. I'm gonna have you do a roll. I'm gonna have you do, um, coordination and athletics. Okay. 13. 13? Okay. Um, you, uh, are you, are you running? Are you walking? What is your, 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 your mode of movement?
1: I mean, uh, uh, because of my temporal amnesia, anything. Oh,
0: this that's... is, this is past Millie. This is, this is Millie, 21 years old. We're in a flashback. Wow. Yeah. We're, We're in, in the in a... past of the past. We are in the
1: past. Double past. Of. The past?
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. I thought that this was a memory returning in my temporal amnesia. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, then in that case...
0: There's no reason why it's not both.
1: Yeah. Oh, dear. There's... Oh, Have you ever had temporal amnesia? It's really good.
2: (laughs) You might not know if you've had it, but I would recommend it. You
1: know what? Touché. (laughs) My mind is an onion right now. <laughs>
2: oh, that's also really good with Tempora. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, you nailed it. Turns uh, out
3: anything you throw in Tempora eat it. Temporal. Right.
1: Temporal. Amnesia. Oh, um, okay. So then in that case, uh, if this is like actually the past and there are consequences, um, uh, I'm going to, uh, I mean, uh, where is Eleanor?
0: Uh, she's, she's gone. gone. She's, she's, she's gone. gone. Yeah. She's completely gone. Okay. Good, she's in a good place.
1: Okay, fair enough. Uh-huh. Um, so then, yeah, then in that case, I mean, it's not just going to sit back and wait. It's going to be, I'm going to get out of the way, but I am going to start to look. I mean, this this plate is coming down and there's going to be yeah. a crash.
0: It's it's veering, it's, it's veering yeah. straight for where you
1: are. Yeah, and so I'm going to uh, very hurriedly move out of the way, but I am also going to be looking around to see where the nearest, you know, like, uh, 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 I guess, point of authority would be. You know, somebody who would have, like, a, a medical you know kind of uh and you know basically like who is there a doctor in the house kind of deal like looking around seeing if i see like a medical station or uh even a mechanical station that would have like a a, something to like a gurney so
0: you're not you're not on the airfield itself no you're on a clearing yeah it's basically this clearing and then i guess like the main road which is with the direction that eleanor ran okay so you've you've started to kind of I guess so I will say you're running towards the main road because that's like the nearest like visual. Key.
1: Yeah, but I am looking back to constantly yeah. check in because yeah. that man is going to need some help.
0: Yeah, and you see, um, you see this plane, and it is, it is definitely, it is aiming for you. It is, it is almost like it is, it is veering towards you, and then just as. As, as you turn back, as as it looks like it's moments away from hitting you, like this this could be it, this could be the end. Okay. The plane pulls up and it whooshes by. The wind okay. ripping through your hair as it buzzes. Past.
1: It north by northwest. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Okay.
0: Dope. And the pilot has pulled up. No doubt he intended to give you and Eleanor a, a scare. Okay. Um, but as you watch the plane pull up and fly away, uh, turning and, and heading back to the airfield, you begin to feel a pull in that direction yourself. And eventually. You walk away from that clearing and you find Alan. But you walk away with a newfound desire, a need to fly yourself. That was a beautiful word picture. <laughs> oh, it's was up to five o'clock right in there. Um,
1: I'm sorry, I thought it was all in my head.
0: <laughs> we are in the TARDIS. The TARDIS is is mid-flight. The, the Doctor has uh, basically engaged the time rotor, and the randomizer is in the process of of picking the next direction, the next destination, where you guys are going to go. But uh, it's uh it's taking a while to get there, so you guys are just kind of chilling out, in the uh, in the TARDIS console room, killing time. Um, you've had two adventures together, um, with uh, with one would hope many more uh, to come. So you guys are just kind of we're not the doing TARDIS. the thing where we've had like six or seven adventures in between the two
3: that no one knows it's about. Been <laughs>
0: seven calendar years. <laughs> uh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, you you guys are just it's just the TARDIS in flight. You guys have free reign to kind of do whatever you want to do and. Uh, talk freely amongst yourselves.
1: I think my natural inclination is going to be like, I want to learn how to fly this weird spaceship. So I think I'm going to be probably shadowing the doctor um, Mm -hmm. and, and just kind of watching everything that, uh, that you do in order to kind of like see like, Oh, okay, this kind of makes sense. And okay, this is okay.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I think the doctor is, not actively telling you how stuff works, because yeah. I, I think that she feels that you probably don't want that, specifically, like, you don't want someone here's hears what you do. I think she's just being overly demonstrative as she's doing things. Like, she's, like, making things very clear. Like, nice. yes. like, an
1: unseen, like, okay, this yeah. is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep.
3: And I th- I believe I already fixed your, your Game Boy so that it has yes. unlimited batteries when you're in the TARDIS, at least. Yeah. So.
2: Which is, I mean, Oh, I want that in real life too. Oh my but.
3: <laughs> gosh. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah, no, uh, Travis is actually not currently, uh, playing, uh, Pokemon for, you know, uh, you know, th- Finally. not, yeah, this is, this is new. Uh, no, instead, uh, he actually, uh, is watching the doctor and Millie fly the TARDIS and, uh, he's kind of just like biding his time. Um, and at one point he like catches the doctor and says, Doctor, um, can we like, Speak privately if you have a moment.
3: Oh sure. Um, here, Millie, can you, can you just watch Gunther? And then like you, you know, then you realize the cat oh. is actually wandering around the console and like <laughs> hitting random switches, which the doctor doesn't doesn't seem to be too bothered by because part of it because she can't really control the ship anyway. So um, yeah. So she kind of like she scratches the cat and then takes uh Travis and throws him out the door. That's totally fine. No. <laughs> uh, no.
1: Five minutes to so, play with the cat. Yeah. So, yeah. a cat. Deal. So yeah. Oh, roll for cat. What is that?
0: It is, uh, cats and cat.
1: 100. I would say awareness
3: and survival. <laughs>
1: I say, strength and fighting. <laughs>
4: um,
3: yeah. So then, um, yeah, I take, I take Travis to one of the corridors.
2: Uh, Doctor, there, there's something I've been wanting to talk to you about. Um, ever since we, we're at the, uh, museum with the, um, where you found, where you met us.
3: Yeah, the the cost of human progress.
2: Yeah. Um, there's something that was said and it's been weighing heavily on me. Um, obviously we know what happens to Millie. Like history knows what happens and that's presumably why, uh, Russell Turner took her. Um, But I'm worried about myself. And I know that's so selfish of me to say, but... He basically told us that he was removing all of us from the end of our timelines. And I can only think of two reasons why I wouldn't be there. One is because I travel with you, which I love, and I would not trade for anything in the world. Or it's because I die... And it sounds like either way, I, I don't make it back home.
3: Well, Travis, the thing is, history is not as, as written as you might want to believe it is. There are some moments in history that we consider a fixed point in time, and now Millie's disappearance is one of those moments. However, one thing, one thing that I, I have thought about with Mister 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 Turner's um. I mean, he, he said that he removed people from the moment of their death or the moment that they were known to historical ego missing and replaced them with these corpses they created. Now, who is to say that maybe those moments are recorded as they are in history because the museum took them at that exact moment? We're talking about a museum in the distant future. If they have altered the history of their own past, that history would be reflected as altered based on their work. So there is no saying that you were guaranteed to die at the moment that he thought you were. That could have been a result of what they did. So, all you have right now, Travis, is what any living sentient being has. Just the time you have. So, don't worry about what happens when I take you back, because maybe we take you home, maybe we don't, but whatever happens is, is a gift. It's the,
2: it's the present. Uh, Thank you. I mean, I mean, That's, I mean, that's, you know, it's great to hear. It's just when I line up what we know about Millie and then compare it to myself, it, it, I, I, I I can't lie. It, it's worrisome and I'm trying not to let it affect the beauty and the wonderful things that you're showing me, but it's like a splinter on the back of my mind a little bit. It's, if, if, if she and I share very similar, pasts what does that mean for my future and i know you know i'm not supposed to know what happens but it's it's a little terrifying to be perfectly honest
3: can i ask you a question travis did you know that you were going to live forever the day before mr turner took you from your spot at the library of course not so how are things really any different it's just a mystery it's it's a future that's unwritten, and that's how you've always had it. That's the, that's the beauty of time travel is, is that your future is still as unwritten as it ever was. And you, you could look at it if, if you were going to die that next day or, or at the moment that Mr. Turner took you from your life and that was an inchangeable fact. The fact that we are here now having this conversation is proof that it wasn't inchangeable. You are here right now. You're not living your life in a museum, you're not trapped away forever, and you're not dead. You are right here. You have the opportunity to live out the rest of your life as you see fit. That's all you get, that's all any of us get.
2: You're, you're right.
3: Did you have a date you were looking to get back to? Is that, (laughs) I mean, cause I, I can't really pick where we go right now but if i can take you home no, I know, no I know i know i falling or something i would try my best. I,
2: I i'm not ready to go home yet obviously i mean we've barely scratched the surface of time and space and you know it's not lost on me it's like we can go anywhere
3: are you still feeling okay i, I know that the last couple of things have been very scary and dangerous oh
2: yeah so. but i've it's weirdly it's that kind of stuff that's made me feel more alive it's just you know, to to hear someone say that there's such a finite ending, it's it's just not easy. And I I, well, I think I think what you said definitely helps. I um, I wouldn't put much stock in a person who operates a human
3: zoo as uh the <laughs> arbiter of life and death. I would go ahead and say that person is is maybe obliged to paint the bleakest picture of what your life would be to make a human zoo sound appealing. Um, it as as you still are,
2: doesn't. As you are saying that, you actually see Travis's body language sort <laughs> of like relax <laughs> for the first time. So, yeah.
3: yeah. So, yes, I would just say, um, unclench and pet the cat and enjoy your game. And I will, um, you know, who knows? I mean, we could die at the next place we go to. It tends to happen a lot. Um, so. Massive explosion.
0: Matters <laughs> in- <laughs> into a thousand. Pe- Aww. <laughs> every, that's every GM's go-to joke is you'll die t- suddenly, yep. instantly, horribly. mm mm-hmm. Do you
3: want to go back into the main room, or do you have any more questions or thoughts?
2: Um, I think I'm just gonna go to my room for a little bit. But but thank you for taking the time.
3: Okay, don't don't go too far because we are gonna arrive somewhere soon, and you know I hate to have you.
0: Uh miss out on the possibly murderous adventure so dan well, do you have somewhere to go did you want to like duck out of recording? so that, like no no no, <laughs> have just no, up, no. Like, like a nice little nap no just, yeah, <laughs> I'm
2: just, I'm just being in character you know it's like it's no. heavy you know <laughs> yeah. i don't know we we, we established yeah, we're doing a companion light episode without without doing <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> yeah i'm filming another episode at the same time um uh, <laughs> no I figure we, we established their intercoms so yeah, so, yeah. No, That's uh, fair. yeah no, it just okay. seems like
3: we're on the way to something of i like, oh, go hang yeah. out in my room for a little bit <laughs> okay <laughs> this is like an episode where like this is like early show where like like William Hartnell's on vacation for a week so the doctor is like hiding off in another room yeah. taking a nap. yeah well,
5: K9, we're going to a forest just to uh, stay inside <laughs> for chess reasons.
0: <laughs> uh, I have... and just don't say anything. Never say anything. <coughs> just, Affirmative, uh, master. What did I just say?
3: <laughs> at, um, w- at one point, this is we're past the galley live show now, so people people will know what characters we did or didn't do. Mm-hmm. But one point when I was thinking of characters for that show, I was going to do the David brealy voiced canine as my oh,
0: character oh my <laughs> yeah your david really is is very good the thank only, you <laughs> affirmative <laughs> the
5: only way i allowed that is if it would be like season 16 or 17 where anytime canines in a scene you just hear yeah exactly it's like the gears are turning
3: in the yeah but then you'd have to make that you're as the producer you'd have to be making sound effects the whole show oh yeah i'd yeah. just be hand turning while you're all, on the show
0: like, Furby <laughs> <crack>.
2: <laughs> All right, so Travis goes to his room, and then after a reasonable amount of time, he comes back to the TARDIS room.
0: Are you emotionally like prepared? and stable Yes, and, and <laughs> you've done all of your your, your character write is complete. Yeah, you're done. Oh, yeah. Millie, do
1: you want to go stalk in your room for a while like this well, or you could? Uh, no, I'd prefer all to right. fiddle with the equipment. All that's
3: right. all right, because I know I know that uh, Travis's life is a dark room. So, um... oh wow,
1: <laughs> does he need a hug? <laughs>
3: <laughs> he needs. He a- needs a. He needs. A, I was. I was. Okay. <laughs> I, it's up to Millie. I, yeah. I can't speak for her.
0: Hmm? I don't know. I don't know whether Millie is a hugger or not.
1: Hmm? I mean, with friends. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, Travis made a friend. Oh,
0: finally. What, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man, what was Aww. your life like? I'm gave, <laughs> all yet, I gave he you. Have any friends. How He's... dark was your life? I'm before? kidding. <laughs> okay, no,
3: <laughs> yeah. the, the TARDIS has the other game. He can play with that. <laughs> Well, that's true. Play with the computer. That's how I... Oh, I,
0: I had a oh I'm sad. That your, your VCR TV combo has, a, uh, like, a Super Nintendo with a Super Game Boy. Of course it does. Yes. Yeah, why wouldn't? Yeah. Yeah, that way you yeah. get to play but with I've the also, colors on the screen.
3: It's also playing also Like, you can actually play PS4 games. And it just looks like a Super Nintendo
2: game. You can play whatever games you want, so...
1: Travis is in there playing Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm to say, I, think God, Travis is, I think
2: Travis is basically discovering, like... The Marvel Cinematic Universe, but like, I can't believe they made an Iron Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> there are many
3: wonders to the future, Travis, and many of them. Where do you see Avengers: Affinity War, the most ambitious crossover of all time? <laughs>
1: what is an Iron Man? Um... <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know?
0: All right. Um,
3: okay, and then I go back and check the like readings to see like if we're headed, if we're almost to some place.
0: As you uh, as you head towards the the TARDIS console, you hear the the telltale chunk of the time rotor stopping as the TARDIS has materialized and has appeared in a in a destination okay I like
3: cross my fingers and I'm like rise up pleasure planet rise up pleasure planet rise up pleasure planet and then
0: I look at the I I swing one of the monitors around
3: dramatically and look at it and see what I'm looking at outside the TARDIS
0: um, you're in a, through the grainy, like, VHS quality... I, I adjust, just, the adjust the tracking. Perfect. Um, picture clears up a little bit, and you see uh, what appears to be a, a storage room. Oh, um, again. With uh, lots of, uh, like, wooden shelves on which you can, uh, through the, 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 the grainy uh, picture, just about make out uh, things like surgical tools and uh, rubber surgical gloves oh. and other medical supplies.
3: Uh, can I get an idea of of like era from them are they are they earth tools are they f- like space are they, they, are they alieny or futuristic they're, in any they're
0: way they're definitely human you would ballpark it somewhere in the um, uh, early to mid 20th century the latest. oh okay Alright, um
3: Shelf
2: after shelf of opium.
0: Okay. I
3: I check the readings on the TARDIS to see if I can tell what time what what, what, what time zone we're in.
0: Um I will have you do a roll for that this okay. time. And we're gonna make that uh Ingenuity plus technology. I okay. know you have Boffin and I think I think you have some expertises there there as well. Expertises. Okay. I hate your expertises to pieces. Mm-hmm. And well, Boffin is more like creating a, ga- a gadget, so I don't think I would do that. I, that do an... I mean, it's the Tardis. It's the Doctor interacting with the Tardis. So I would oh, okay. So I'll take one for that. Of, okay.
3: You
2: know, uh, I think okay. the Tardis gives you a plus six thousand. I think feel the turn of the universe. Yeah, that will probably do it. too. Okay. Yeah, I
3: think it's what plus So I'll, I'll add like. So I add like three total for Boffin plus feels from the universe. Yeah, because boffin's right. a well, Boffin's a major good trait. So. Um, two for each, then. Yeah. So that's plus four. Okay. All right. So and what with the is that technology and what?
0: Uh, technology and Ingenuity
3: Okay So Okay And that was So I was starting at <laughs> So I have seven Ingenuity I have four Technology And then I had the four So I was starting at 15 Okay And then I rolled a six and a three So uh, I'm doing good i like a 25 I think that's the
0: 25
3: Alright Is that right? Uh, now, 24 on, I'm doing 25. math uh, 24. Uh, 24. 24 24 Yeah Sure Uh <laughs> God I mean mm. I mean to start using a dice app because my rolls are so high with my ridiculous doctor <laughs> <with> my doctor <laughs> trades face.
0: Yeah, um with that roll you you don't just learn when you are but you learn where you are. It is uh, November 1918 and you are in Toronto, Canada.
3: Um Millie, I I should advise caution. Um cause I believe if my knowledge of your history is correct, you were actually present at this exact point in time.
1: Ooh, um, um okay. I guess I'll take a peek at the TARDIS door and, uh... Does a hospital in Toronto in 1918 sound Ooh, familiar to you? Ooh, here's a fine how do you do. Um, yes. I, I actually, uh... I've got a few friends floating around here and, uh... Unfortunately, I'm probably laid out in one of these beds. Uh I was very sick at the time. I cannot necessarily tell you which room, but <laughs> you uh, know, it's a it's a bit of a fever haze with that. But one one moment, follow me, and I take her
3: back away from the door of the TARDIS and like to one of the corridors, and I basically find the room full of all the old Doctor costumes and outfits <laughs> and things, like random pieces of old companions' costumes that have been left behind and things like that. And I go, um, maybe just this once, um maybe dress a little less like you and a little more like something in this room. Have Just be less recognizable immediately. If there's a hat you might like, or a wig, or something, if there's like a fake mustache, whatever you're into, I mean, just don't draw too much attention to yourself, but just something that people in the hallway won't go, well, that looks just like Millie.
1: Um,
3: okay. Uh At Quite that... At you are um, not as young as you were then, but still, you might see at least seem like family to them.
1: Uh, I, 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 uh, oh, oh all right, then, um... Let me see what I can do. Uh, and I guess probably what she would do, I think she's kind of intrigued by the notion of the mustache. And so, uh, actually, I imagine that she probably finds, like, a three-piece bespoke, like, suit yes. and just kind of, like, something with, like, a little bit of pinstripe to it. And she gets herself, like, a hat that she tucks all of her hair into. And then if she can find, like, a super thin, like, Errol Flynn mustache, like, we're doing that. So,
0: you know what why not you That's, bet you know
2: what? travis is gonna help because travis was a theater kid i'm deciding right now <laughs> and knows his way around the spirit gum
3: Travis, oh, if you want to play still. dress up as well there are some period clothing for men here as well i mean yeah. she has some yeah. of it but, i mean um, well would it
2: make we could sense? say your rank
3: is brigadier Uh oh, sorry um
2: <laughs> would it make sense if Inside i look like don't worry about it i work here or are people gonna expect me to like surgery if and you, stuff. If,
3: he, if you pretend to work in a hospital, people will expect you to do hospital things. So okay. maybe just pretend to be like a grieving cousin or something. Okay. Well, the, the other option you have is just
0: hold a clipboard and walk very fast.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Just keep what you're wearing on, and I just give him a, a clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> There's and one like, thing
1: I learned being a pilot. It's that if you put on a pilot's uniform and walk with enough confidence, you can get in anywhere.
2: <laughs> I think, I think you just Travis described is, my entire life. Um, Travis is definitely going to take clothes, but because maybe this era is not... The sharpest in his mind, he ends up dressing like a newsie. Okay, so like pants with like um suspenders and like a like a newsboy cap and definitely a bow tie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I just imagine Travis's like m- main exposure to this era of history. The closest thing is probably like a worn out VHS copy of The Rocketeer.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Well, this would be pre-Rocketeer because that's World War II. Yes, but yes, but like that's yeah. probably the closest yeah. he's got. To- but but yeah, it definitely yeah. ends up being more newsies than Rocketeer. Yeah, that's fair. I was
1: just picturing Tessa Thompson in that one episode of Cold Case, uh, <laughs> so that's a joke just for me and maybe two other people in our audience. You're welcome. <laughs>
3: Alright. I'm, I'm just looking at 1918 women's fashion. <laughs>
0: just like as a quick, um,
3: would, would raccoon coats be around yet? Or is that more 20s? I
0: have no idea. I don't know what American fashion was like in the,
2: in the 20s. I don't know. Oh, America! oh, I do, because I'm
1: a bit of a vintage clothes horse. Um, uh, fashion in the 20s, uh, at this point in time would have been like, I guess, is this the Fitzgeralds? And we like just hit the Fitzgerald point in time. Yeah. So yeah, you know, like shorter hair, a little more of that kind of Gatsby style dapper Um, again, like amongst money, but actually Travis, with the exception of the bow tie, you kind of have that spot on because like, we're going to be dealing with, I mean, think what everybody was wearing during the, the depression and like how it was yeah. dirtier, but like, that was kind of like your last thing kind of
2: going into yeah. it. So. Well, I definitely, I definitely yeah. have the bow tie around my neck and I like, Say, do either of you know how to tie one of these?
1: Uh, what do I roll to tie a bow tie? I, uh, I assume uh, I, I mean, would know. I definitely know how to tie a bow tie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: So I mean, that's I, what I, I was. I yeah. the bow beats me to <laughs> <laughs> it. I say, bow ties are cool. Um, I what just are... put on. I I keep on exactly the same clothes that I'm wearing, <laughs> except I take my scarf and I tie it up like like this like bow this like bow around my neck kind of vibe. I just had a picture of it, now it's gone. But like that like like like. Very like vintagey, like yeah. yeah. Yes. That's all. That's all I do, and I keep
0: on my coat and everything else. <laughs> and an
1: elegant to ascot.
0: so <laughs> um. like the night doctor saying, I changed my jumper.
3: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Right. Oh, and I put on like a fancy lady's hat. <laughs> Is it one of those ones that sits at an angle. Yes, it does. Oh, you uh, bet. Yeah, it does. Hat
0: pin.
1: Mhm. It does now. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. That's how they stayed like that. You had to. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Beautiful. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you guys are pretty much ready to roll. There we go.
1: I'm so glad that this group understands how important it is to describe clothes, for at least me, because I enjoy it. (laughs)
0: I'm going to say this as well, um, because you guys are all now wearing um, error-appropriate outfits. Any kind of attempt to convince, I'm going to give all of you a plus one. Oh. All right. (laughs) You're not sticking out like a sore thumb anymore, so we'll go ahead
2: and we'll do that. Also, I will say, Travis is really excited this is his first trip into the past it is yeah right yeah. so like all right like okay so i understand we got a little bit of a back to the future 2 thing here with two millies so but yeah, I'm gonna tread lightly 'cause i'm gonna tread lightly because i don't want to like accidentally unborn myself wait
1: we're now back d- in the future do you,
3: do you mean the original back to the future or the reboot series oh god no
2: this is dan talking
1: Wow. For those of you, like, (laughs) at home, like, I've never seen someone. Just, like, genuinely shifting personality yeah. um, so let's fast. Let's I have, I tease Dan
3: constantly, and he takes it very, like, <laughs> genially, and is, like, a very sweet guy. I've never seen Dan actually get mad at me before. That was, no. I wasn't actually mad at you, but no. It no, was like, but I, no, but it was, it was Madeline Kahn the side of your yeah, face. Oh, yes. <laughs> and and here's you, the thing, you, you
1: had so the right. right to get <laughs> mad at you that did? point in
2: time. I genuinely want to be the steward of the rights of Back to the Future, and I will... For the entirety of my lifetime protect them so that they will never reboot remake or make an- another sequel to them like I'm dead know, serious about I'm that
1: like, lock them in a box throw them in a
0: volcano from, from my money my, <laughs> never again. my favorite portrayal of uh, of Doc Brown was uh, Haley Joel Osment's taking in the, the, the 2042 remake that was, <laughs> that's really I mean that really was my like, my I'm hands are finishing. trembling
2: right now <laughs> <laughs> to prevent from strangling you no <laughs> no I love you back
5: <laughs> look I, I don't think I don't think forward to the past the, uh, the prequel gets enough credit you know,
1: forward to the past is an amazing title for a terrible movie
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that it doesn't exist as like one of those like asylum or like those like made for TV oh, knockoffs yeah. of popular films yeah. Like before he, like was, Brown, Rim. he
5: yeah. was just Emmett he was- <laughs>
0: this fool on cbs oh young dear emmett. young emmett.
2: All right. <laughs> <Liam> Hemsworth <laughs> is oh, emmett
1: no 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 they just get the guy uh, yeah it's the david bowie guy it's the guy who they got to play young albert einstein aka young jeffrey rush oh, yeah, from yeah. <laughs> genius
3: oh. <laughs> oh when you said young einstein i am a yahoo serious <laughs> <Right?
1: laughs> oh, okay sorry back that's to
3: doctor only who. for me yeah I think. yeah <laughs> i wanted to cheer you up again but i'm making you so mad a second ago. meanwhile <laughs> in doctor so, who <laughs> we had all oh, right so if everyone's ones uh, dapper let's uh Head off and see what's happening at the, at the hospital.
0: Yeah, you uh, you step out into the into the storage room, and again, it's uh, it's a very kind of uh, like wooden, uh, very very fine wooden flooring, and 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 stone walls, and uh, these wooden shelves that may not have originally been designed to store medical medical equipment that are now covered in uh, you know like rubber surgical gloves and uh, like scalpels and various you know surgery equipment and what have you All right well we've Still seen a little it. bit resident oh. evil
3: well, we've seen it. Time to go. Um, cool. uh, oh, all right. So, yeah, we just keep, we, we continue to explore. I think. Okay. Um, I think. Does
1: anything like kind of like seem or feel off to me? Because like when you said it's kind of Resident Evil, like granted, it is the past and medicine <laughs> was terrifying back then. But like, does something seem off? Yes, it's full of zombies. No, <laughs> okay, it's, just, well. it's, it's just
0: the, the <laughs> like architecture. It's it's um it's kind of that uh, gothic revival architecture.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry. So like when you said that again, like I wasn't sure. I'm like, am yeah. I in a vibe. Wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna like
3: listen in the hallway <laughs> yeah. and see if. I I hear like I'm assuming I'm hearing like moaning like people in pain like in, ho- zombies, in rooms yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> I mean yes it's a creepy old hospital it's gonna be <laughs> zombies but I'm saying aside from the things you expect to find yeah is there any sort of like sh- is anyone shouting at anybody is anybody like like moaning away doesn't sound like they're just in pain is there anything just like reading a bad situation kind of
0: thing um it's 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 kind of this typical like hospital noise there's a lot of like you know hurried feet and uh you know, the, the sound of, uh, gurneys and what have you being wheeled up and down corridors. And it just, it sounds right. very
3: typical. The doctor gets kind of excited because I think she's like nerding out about like, she loves like old, old technology and like ingenuity. And she's yeah. like, look at, look at what's happening. People are just working hard to make people feel better. There's not, there's not scanners. There's no, there's no MRI machines. Uh, there's just, there's just people with their hands and their sleeves rolled up and there's just blood everywhere. It's fantastic. Yep.
0: See, <laughs> you—you What's up? an MRI? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Mr. I. <laughs> Mr.
1: I. Oh yeah, better line read. Well done.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I just, I'm always amazed by humanity's ability to actually take care of each other when pressed to do it.
2: I'm just trying not to breathe because I don't know what is there.
3: Cholera still like. Well, yeah, the TARDIS has a little bit of a grace that you'll, you'll kind of okay. Okay. Uh, All right. I wouldn't worry about that too much. Okay, good. I think, Is that- I think the, I think the doctor's like giddily exploring, like peeking yeah. in, like, I think she's like reading charts and like trying not to seem too giddy because people are sick and they're dying, but yeah. like she's fascinated by like old medicine and like. Yeah.
0: You're, you're walking around this, this, this large building. There's all these kind of, uh, like I so said, goth- gothic revival archways, tall, tall ceilings, rooms that, mm-hmm. you know, would previously have been, uh, banquet halls and, and bedrooms and what have you are now being converted into wards and offices. And, um, there's a lot of, uh, doc, actual not to say that you're not an actual doctor but like doctors I of say the so. era
3: so uh, is this like literally. a convalescent thing for like post-world war one is that what this is or
0: michael i need you to refresh my memory on this one
5: it depends on where you are in the hospital um because spadina uh, took care of war wounded they were also taking care of spanish flu pandemic okay um patients at the time they were also sort of general okay um, military patients who needed help and then there is you know
3: because the war is yeah, over okay. now, right? Because the war ended November 11, nineteen eighteen,
5: right? Uh, yeah, we are just at the end. Things are drawing down, so there's still okay. a lot of wounded coming
3: back. But yeah, like yeah. we're we're but we're, yeah. we're post armistice, is what I'm asking.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay.
0: There's there's definitely a lot of people with uh you know who, who are dealing with the influenza, but there's there's a, a not insubstantial number of war wounded okay. uh, present. So there are definitely
3: but people who were obviously stable enough to get back to Canada from the war, as opposed to people who are like in the UK. Yeah. So, okay.
0: Cool. So yeah, I would All say right. that you you know you probably you probably started off passing through the the war wounded ward. That's probably where you're checking charts and you've seen people with various injuries. Some people uh, have have come back with you know less of themselves. Yeah, than
3: people like, who've experienced uh, cannonball like and like yeah. like Gatling guns for the first time. And yeah, the yeah, you know what I mean. That's Those like meat grinder hills and stuff. Yeah.
5: RAF pilots as well. Yeah, convalesced yeah. a lot at uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's
3: why I assume it's I feel like a lot of convalescing. Okay,
5: yeah. this is just
1: I just. I'm astounded. I'm sorry. I'm, I know I'm a running, I'm a running, a broken record here, but this is just exciting. I think Millie is kind of awestruck as like you're kind of running around and doing your thing just because like this is a memory for her yeah. and this is weird. Like it's not often that you can literally step back into moments in your life. And so it's kind of like she feels pretty confident in her disguise because apparently, you know, these people who she knew walking up and down the hallways yeah. just don't see her at yeah. all so it's a very like little isolating moment but very profound i think yeah. for her we
3: need something to call you here how about
1: mel mel it is <laughs> deal
0: <laughs> that's um, not gonna get <laughs> my brain
1: just exploded <laughs> what if we call you how about how about billy billy it is there we go um so i'm millie's cousin billy that all checks out <laughs> <laughs> huh?
3: Huh? <laughs> Abilia your name Erhard. is, your name is Billy, and you are a piper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I, uh, <laughs> sure. All right. Well, <laughs> now that we've gotten that worked out. Uh, all right. So, um, Billy and Billy is, Oh, Billy,
4: Billy. Oh, oh Billy.
0: Abelia Earhart.
3: <laughs> all right. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, we're exploring the hospital. I don't know uh, how many more times we can describe what we're doing. Um,
0: as you guys are about to, uh, kind of step out of where the, uh, the war wounded are into the influenza ward. Uh, Millie, you spot someone that you recognize, uh, in a nurse's uniform, kind of checking the vitals on a patient. It's Eleanor.
1: Oh my. Um, I guess, like, at that point in time, I'm kind of gonna hide a little, like, my confidence now is a little shaken because, like, you know, the average doctor who you would see kind of like walking back and forth, like it's weird, but like this is somebody who might actually recognize her. So I'm kind of yeah. going to step behind the doctor and Travis and kind of, you know, lower my head and maybe lower my head a little bit and just kind of and then kind of poke the doctor and be like, um, oh, we may have a bit of a problem over there. That's a that's an old friend. All right. Well, just um,
2: pretend you're not you. Just be very aware and hopefully they will not notice. Is there uh like a newspaper anywhere around? Like on a counter or something like that?
0: Um, yeah, I can't see whether there's no reason why there shouldn't be.
2: Okay, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I pick up a newspaper and I hand it to, uh, to Billy. And I say, uh, here, just bury your nose in this if you, if you. See someone maybe? Yeah, that won't be suspicious. Um.
1: <laughs> I immediately As, like open the newspaper, like directly behind and And there's a Travis photo of
3: right on the front of the
1: paper. <laughs> <laughs> As I hold it up to my face. So it's just like the body, but then the photo face yeah. and then the hat. Yeah. Like, yeah,
3: no, no, yeah. no. Um, no, um, Nilly, <laughs> let me, let me tell you something about sneaking in and out of places. I do it quite a lot. Is that the more you act like you absolutely belong somewhere, the more everybody else will believe you. Uh, the second that you act like you shouldn't be there, everyone else will believe you. So just, you belong here, you are not out of place, and that is just how it is. And that goes for you as well,
2: Hermes. Yes, Doctor. And I put the newspaper back. <laughs> <laughs> confidently.
1: <Yes. laughs> just rips it out of her hands. Just, <laughs> and just smack it down on the table.
2: Ah, yes. Uh, that's and good then so, someone walks up and goes,
3: "Hey, aren't you Amelia Earhart?" in a man disguise? "Guys, <laughs> 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 oh well, I failed." Well, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and aren't
0: right. you a nurse here? <laughs> paradox, aren't you <laughs> right here? Um, yeah. All right. So. Okay. Yeah, you were able to get get past her without her recognizing you. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> as you move into the uh, the influenza ward, and there's a lot of uh, my my working knowledge of what a 1918 Toronto influenza ward is is spotty at best i haven't been to one shockingly enough so i don't know what that i don't know how to describe that michael can you can you help me out
5: i imagine a lot of uh because i'm only imagining here myself uh i imagine a lot of uh coffin and yeah uh, i actually
1: have a pretty good (laughs) picture of what that would actually look like yeah Uh, i I have a pretty good image yeah i mean a lot of times kind of post-war you you can kind of uh you know see like those old um you know, cots with the metal frames. Yeah, you it's on a like picture in my yeah. head. Yeah. Like a room
4: lined up <laughs> well, of them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A room lined up of them. three of us can picture it. <laughs> yeah, going back and forth <laughs> and, and I, presumably very soiled sheets because influenza, oh. you're sweating, yeah. you know, yeah. there's a lot of coughing. There's going to be, there's like a heat to the room I, yeah,
0: I would
3: because- I'm guessing there's a lot of like, like buckets yeah. and pails, people are, like coughing blood up into Absolutely, and stuff like that. yeah. And yeah. the doctor definitely walks in and says, nobody expects Spanish influenza. <laughs> and that's in Nobody expects a
0: Spanish influenza.
1: I can only imagine a uh, uh, lot of people do not laugh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Travis Travis nervous. absolutely does.
0: A doctor and two nurses immediately look over you and just shoot daggers <laughs> at you with their eyes. Oh, sorry. Um uh with the information that 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 you have, Mel, I'm I'm not averse to especially considering that we're building this from you know, this is a this is a situation from uh Millie's past mm-hmm. uh when it comes to describing certain locations I'm happy to let you Mel take point on that if you're comfortable with that Okay um cool. especially considering this again this is this is Millie's past it makes sense that she would have a working knowledge of of this, this hospital that she worked in and, and and was laid out in for a while. And to okay. the fans
5: at home, don't worry, we're going to be as historically accurate as the time H.G. Wells as a boy traveled with the sixth doctor in the <laughs> yeah, TARDIS absolutely. after yeah. stopping the Ranny from stealing a bunch of brains. Like, if it's you, that historically accurate. If you do have
0: any issue issues with the factual accuracy, you can definitely send an email to Michael at thegameofrassle.com. Go on. The <laughs> <That's> the <laughs> yeah, there's a lot just of people bit. just kind it's of degraded. like... They don't, like, get it. <laughs> Tra- Travis
2: laughs and then realizes he's the only one laughing, so, uh, like, he does that thing where it's like <coughs> and pretend <laughs> coughs i wouldn't do that in here if i were you i <laughs> know no, no, yeah, yeah that might
0: be worse than what i did i'm gonna have you do um a uh, presence and convince role
2: well i do have face in a crowd so i can blend in yeah. pretty easily yeah, not if
0: you fake you, uh, cough
2: in a sick ward no but it wasn't like a hacky cough all right what was it it was a really well
0: thought um, out it's gonna be presence and convince <laughs>
2: okay six to start
0: uh and that gives you a, a plus 2 for the uh so it's going to be 13 overall yeah um yeah uh i would say there's definitely a doctor who sees the cough and looks over to you and and just kind of gives you like a like a uk okay, hand signal
2: oh yeah 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 just uh, dry air uh winter you know
1: also, like, apart from the dagger eyes that they would have gotten, I think that probably at that point, Millie would have given the doctor a little, like, mm, as well, because, like, this is... These were her friends and colleagues, you know, yeah. this was <laughs> a,
3: a moment... Uh, oh, yeah, she immediately regretted it at her. Yeah. yeah. That comment. Oh, no, yeah.
1: that's entirely fair, but, like, <laughs> I, I mean, walking through the hospital, I think, was one thing. I think seeing the sick again is very uh, emotional mm-hmm. for yeah. Millie.
0: Um, there so. is a, a doctor in this room who uh, who you recognize um yeah. and it's someone you'd seen around i don 't think it's necessarily someone whose name that you would have learned okay um but he he definitely he looks over in your direction um uh, and uh he, he puts down the the chart that he was looking at and, and he walks over and he says uh, do do i know you 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 seem you seem familiar no, my name is
1: Billy I'm a visiting friend of someone here.
0: Excellent! So you, <laughs> this kind of 80s Cyberman. Run. Um,
1: <laughs> Sorry, I realized that I had to do a different. Voice I loved the it. Spot I and loved immediately it. immediately thought to myself, Melinda, you know yourself. You've you've gotten to know like the silly voices that you do with D and D pretty well. But you know what's worse than you're British? You're Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs>
0: Uh give me a presence and uh and convince. That's very, very fair. And don't
2: forget we all have a plus one on the convince because oh, of our costumes. Yes,
1: thank God. All right. So you presence. Okay, so I'm starting with a whopping five there, and a five on convince, so I'm starting with a ten, go team. An eleven. Uh fourteen. Oh yeah. Uh no, uh my convince is four. So I already added the
0: one. Two. Yeah, so
1: I have an eleven uh or no, uh fourteen. 14. <laughs> anyway.
0: Sorry. Okay. Uh he uh he looks at you and he says, uh Man, I I was I was sure I, I knew you, I'm sorry. You look you
1: My sister is here, maybe or my cousin <laughs> I uh <laughs> they were very close. They they're like brother and sister. <laughs> We've been often told that we look alike.
0: Excellent. Okay, <laughs> well uh is there uh, is, is there anything I can do to to to, to help you guys? Um, are, you, are you visiting, or what is what is your your purpose here?
1: Oh, just passing through, I suppose. I am. Oh, yeah, we
0: get a lot of foot traffic in the influenza <laughs> ward. What is what is going on?
3: No, we just took a wrong turn in the hall. I'm sure we'll be fine. Um, we were just just visiting, and we came down the wrong turn. And there's, we don't want to keep you. You're very busy, and people will use your help, of course.
0: Right. I I I would strongly recommend. Um, if you're just visiting, you probably want to go out the way you came. The, uh, the exit to the, at the other end of the ward does lead to, uh, the quiet ward. It's more or less off limits. We, we really would prefer visitors not, uh, disturb the patients in the, in the uh, quiet
3: what, ward. What's, what's the trouble with the patients in the, in the quiet ward?
0: There's, we, we're trying not to be too public. About what's going on. I don't know why I'm telling you this. I would... Pre- I, we would just... I, just the hospital would prefer that you uh, not disturb the people in the Quiet Ward, please. Okay.
1: I um, don't remember a Quiet Ward. That's when I'm kind of like... Mm-hmm, to the doctor. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, she kind of makes a nod to you like, Yeah, I get it. It's a mystery. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, I don't know how to say this without saying it out loud. Um, she's like, oh, um, question. Is there... Is there, uh, you know, we, we didn't check in. Is there a, a, a station we should check in at to get visitor badges? And then maybe like a cafeteria or some sort of like place to get a, a nosh before we visit his cousin?
0: Yeah, this is, it's not that kind of hospital. Um, we don't really have nosh. I okay. I guess is the word you used with your mouth.
3: <laughs> yeah, alright, sorry. Just wanted, just didn't know. Um, we just wanted to make sure that we were on the up and up. Um, okay, well, we'll. Head back to the other area now and uh, stop bothering you.
0: Okay the uh, the the patient that he was attending to starts coughing violently and the doctor says yeah you should probably please excuse me but you sh- you guys should leave and he turns yeah. back and begins attending to the patient that he was Okay
3: I immediately head towards the quiet ward
0: Okay I follow <laughs> I also follow
1: just like hand over face just having a day Okay so there
0: are um other like nurses and doctors mm-hmm. around that might be able to see you so how do you want to do this Um
3: I I think I act like I'm I, I take my own advice that I gave Millie earlier, and I just start walking like I'm supposed to be going that way until someone stops me.
1: That's the doctor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. As So as you're approaching the Quiet Ward, there is a nurse who just kind of steps in your way and mm-hmm. says, uh, Can I help you? This is when
3: I actually pulled out my psychic paper, mm-hmm. and I, I just say... um, Yes, I'm actually, um, visiting from, uh, from the Surgeon General's office in, uh, in the States, and I'm just, uh, double checking to make sure that everything is on the up and up here. Some of our own, uh, soldiers and fighters were brought here, and we want to make sure everyone's, uh, healthy.
0: Okay, that is, that is also going to be, uh, presence and convention. Sure. With a, you get a buff for the son for the psychic paper, right?
3: Uh, well, it's a, it's a story point, but I can roll instead if you want me to do that.
0: Um, if you want to just spend the story point, you guys can just continue. Okay. For um, that, yeah, I'll
3: spend a story, I'll spend the story point
0: yeah uh so the paper has a story point attached yeah. to it. yeah mm-hmm. that's just going to be the, the we'll make that one story point okay cool okay um she said oh yeah, absolutely by all means do you need an escort or um no, I think it's
3: po- probably better for us if uh, are you busy are you helping people i don't want anyone I don't want anyone not to get their treatment because of us
0: that that absolutely makes sense if you have you know, if you need anything we're, we're down here, so feel free to to pop by and if if I can help you way
3: sure. Uh, we start heading into the quiet ward and once we're out of the, like we, we head to the door, once we're out of earshot of them I look at Millie and I go, don't worry I never walk away from a mystery Um,
0: from like earlier.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm like if,
3: if if anyone's mysterious and being quiet about it, I want to know why. Um, And then we head to the ward.
0: You round the corner into the quiet ward which was perhaps once a banquet hall or a reception area and now the wall's are lined, um, very much like you observed in the Influenza Ward, uh, with, with beds, each one occupied with a victim of the sleeping sickness. They're all seemingly resting, merely sleeping, but unable to wake up. There are no doctors or nurses present, which seems strange, but perhaps even stranger is the machinery uh, and equipment surrounding the patients. There are iron lungs and ventilators and other pieces of equipment scattered throughout the ward with a larger collection at the far end of the room.
3: I want to make a medicine check to see if I have awareness of what, like, the sleeping sickness is. Like, if it's an actual, like, sickness of a time period and, like, what I would know about it.
0: Uh, Michael, um, you, it's real. Yeah, it is a yeah. real thing. Okay. Yes. Um, but no, yeah. I, I want to roll what I would yeah, know about absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, that is going <clears throat> to be, um, I think I'm going to call that. That's, that's going to be awareness and medicine. Okay. Seems like. Or maybe not, ingenuity in medicine makes more sense.
3: Okay. Okay. So I had nine plus nine plus nine, so I have an eighteen.
0: Okay. That's a that's a that is a, a, a sizable role. So I am a doctor. Role. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to fill us in on the sleeping sickness?
5: Um so yeah, if you've read the Sandman uh comics, um you'll know uh the sleeping sickness from from that. Uh in real life, uh sort of a little during and after World War One there was the strange condition where um, patients would, um, fall asleep and not wake up, uh, and go into these comas. It ended up being diagnosed as, uh, encephalitis lethargica, uh, which is where we get the title of our serial, uh, this adventure, Lethargica. Oh, I like um, it. Ooh. Yes.
3: So, Lethargica is also my glow name when I wrestle. <laughs> that, uh, <yeah.
1: laughs> wow, that's a solid glow name. That is, yeah, wow. that's great. Dang.
5: I was trying to figure out some kind of Kate Leth reference to get in here. Ooh. You know, like, uh, Kate Lethargicans. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're welcome, Doctor. Yeah, well, thank you. But yeah. Yeah.
0: So this is this is a real disease that the, the Doctor would probably have a knowledge of. Would, would, okay. would Millie be familiar with it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Would Travis know it from Sandman? Um,
0: <laughs> okay. That's a great... We can do a check for that, actually. I'll roll. You I'll, I'll straight up dope. roll. Up. While, yeah. he's, while, he's,
2: while he's rolling that,
3: would the Doctor be familiar with the machinery in this room as something being used to treat it or does it seem out of place
0: That's a great question. Um let's come back to that in just a moment. Sure. Um we'll uh give me a Travis give me uh, ingenuity and I think knowledge with your your with your pop culture expertise is under knowledge is that right?
2: Um well the, the pop culture is a special ability but um since I personally did not remember that it was from Sandman I don't want to give Travis the bonus for that okay, one. Okay yeah, okay that,
0: that's fair. <laughs> okay. That's uh, so
2: you said Ingenuity and Knowledge, ingenuity so that's an 8 yeah. to begin with. Nice. Uh, 8 and 7 is 15.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I'd say that you you probably remember enough about the, the sleeping sickness in, in, in Sandman. Maybe you don't remember the specifics, but you...
2: Well, that sounds exactly like what's happening to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
0: just, just go from your own life experience. Okay. Because so, otherwise we have to pause the recording so you can go and read Sandman, and I feel like yeah. that's not to be
3: fair to to Travis versus Dan though, Dan is talking about Sandman in 2019, whereas Travis is reading Sandman in the 90s. That's true. So he might be a little more fresh on it than you are. That's
0: true. So okay but to I'll, I'll up,
2: stick yeah. with I'll stick with the role, yeah. I'll Honor it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The role matters. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you um you want to investigate the machinery? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it all seems uh period enough. Um, but something about it doesn't quite ring true.
3: Okay. I think this is the point where. Um, for flavor, I'm gonna scan it with the sonic.
0: Okay. Um, how do we want to do that on this particular occasion? Do we want to do the roll? The roll makes sense. I think the roll makes sense, yeah. but I'll leave it to use GM. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll go for a roll. We'll okay. make this uh, ingenuity and tech. Okay.
3: I have a pretty high roll here, so I won't. I won't make you add anything because otherwise, at that point, I might as well start spending story points. Yeah. So, um, so ingenuity because I have. I have. I, I'm starting at 11 before okay. I even roll. Yeah, so. that's decent. Yeah. All right. And yeah, I got, so I got a, I got a eight on that. So it gives me 19 total.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to make this, um, so the, we've, we've spoken about this before, but the way success works is, you know, a good success is, is, uh, you know, yes. A, 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 a just success is yes, but, (laughs) and a fantastic success is, is yes, and. Um, you are, uh, in the yes range, so you, you are able to determine what this equipment is. It's not what it looks like. Um, it, okay. They're not iron lungs. They are not, um, ventilators at all, although someone's gone to a lot of effort to, <laughs> um, to, to make it appear, um, as though they are. Do um, I have an indication that they're alien in origin in any way? Absolutely, you do. Um, and, uh, you actually already have kind of a working knowledge of who it might be because you are picking up, um, it looks like this equipment is designed to collect, uh, uh, somnatic energy or or dream energy, if you will. Like. Um and uh you you have a vague recollection of an encounter uh a long time ago uh with a race of creatures called somnivores. Wait, this is from
2: yeah. the live show, right?
0: We it's yes, actually. Yeah, from last year, yeah. yeah. That's wild yeah. Oh what
3: Fun. Um, oh, well, good for all of you for knowing things that I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, so um because you have uh, had a, an undocumented experience with the Somnivores before, here's mm-hmm. what I will tell you. Okay. Um Throughout the universe, there are creatures known as Somnivores, creatures which uh, feed on, uh, on somnatic energy or the dreams of other creatures. Some animals and plants on Earth and even on Gallifrey are Somnivores. If you've ever woken up, um, from sleep with, uh, with no memory of the dream that you had the night before, you've been visited in the night, uh, by a somnivore. Ooh. So, um, this particular race of aliens, the, the race is not called somnivores, but that is kind of the classification, like that is their primary.
3: What's the race called?
0: Um, you don't know. Okay. Because they did not tell you at the time. Okay. Kind of a Silurian situation. Sort of. Like, <clears throat> yeah but yeah you d- you're definitely picking up that these machines are designed to um harvest uh that dream energy
3: okay um I'm not a fan of that all right something is amiss here and I'm not happy with it um so I'm kinda like looking around more kind of like i might I, there's a piece of like loose machinery or something that's like not like a giant piece I'm gonna pick it up and kind of like look at it and kind of like shake it and okay
0: um yeah we'll say that there's like a would, would in in 1918 would they have had like the like the the smaller like wooden radios like i i, I mean i'm i'm thinking about uh like 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 an fm radio right yeah
5: would that um, have been a thing not probably so. not too old okay. for that yeah. too, um, uh, the technology was still too large
0: okay i'm so i'm just trying to think about what like something smallish would would be in this environment mm-hmm. um
3: uh, nothing is too. Nothing is small for me to pick it up. I can just say
1: that, like say, I mean, I this, kinda, yeah. Like, like, like I'm a vintage clothes horse, not a medical specialist, so I can't <laughs> yeah. really I'm just joking. say that. Like, oh. okay,
3: let's just say that I put my hand on yeah. something and like I'm trying to like like play with like am no- looking yeah. for something that like I can play with knobs. Where I'm like I'm not direct as long as it's not like attached to a person yeah. where I'm gonna like mess them up somehow. Like I'm I'm like fiddling. Yeah there's probably
0: there's probably a, a unit that is not connected yeah. up or, or so.
3: near anyone that you can you can mess around with. Okay. Uh, so yeah I start like fiddling with I mean there's knobs. I'm gonna fiddle with them. Yeah.
0: There are there are there are switches and um uh there are there are definitely lights associated with switches. Most of this equipment you notice has um uh switches and dials at the top with lights associated with them mm-hmm. and then Lights at the bottom that are, uh, don't appear to be related to any, any particular aspect of, of the machinery. Okay. Um, but also around this room, along with the equipment, you do see other, me- like regular medical supplies, like scalpels and, uh, tongs and, and rubber surgical gloves, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, whatever's going on in here, there's also, as well as the, the dream energy harvesting element, there's also, there also does appear to be a medical element at play okay. as well. And again, as a reminder, there's a lot of, a lot of the machinery is kind of congregated at the back. Okay. Um, of the, of the ward.
3: Okay. I'm gonna follow the power source of the machine that I'm filling with and see if it leads me somewhere directly.
0: Okay. Um, um, yeah, there are lots of cables. They're not particularly thick. They're <laughs> kind of, uh, kind of 21st century kind of thickness of power cable, which already seems kind of out of place. Okay. Um, but all of the cables in these rooms are either heading to beds or all kind of like veering towards the back of the, okay. uh, to the ward.
3: So I'm, I'm gonna head that direction okay. and I'm gonna like, motion to my companions i don't want to be loud just to draw attention to this room but i'm i'm gonna say to them like i'm kind of like nodding like i'm just like motioning towards the back and kind of like shaking my head like kind of like indicating with like a facial feature like i don't know what's happening and like, like i'm like i'm like i'm like saying like i'm gonna look back there and like pointing okay yeah
2: i nod
1: Um, I'm gonna actually start fiddling with the equipment as well, because it's pretty clearly, like, I would have been, uh, a little bit versed in what some of this was, Mm -hmm. um, especially at this point in time in my life, uh, so, like, I, I guess I would probably notice that something was off about it.
0: Yeah, um, I would, I'm not gonna make you do a roll, um, I would say that definitely from, like, watching the Doctor interact with the machinery, um... Can I spend a story point to take one apart? Ooh. Uh... Yeah, let's more actually, than
1: one story point yeah, to that, take one apart.
0: <laughs> that is uh I'm gonna call that three story points to like disassemble. Cool. I'll um, do that. You find you find a toolbox nearby um with a bunch of screwdrivers and wrenches and whatnot. Cool. Um and uh yeah, you begin to uh, to take apart uh, one of these we'll we'll, we'll go So there's a there's a ventilator mm-hmm. and you begin to take it apart and as you begin to remove elements you realise that um the uh the the kind of 1918 exterior is, uh-huh. is more or less a facade. Like, underneath that is uh-huh. technology that you absolutely do not recognize. And you reach a point as you're beginning to take it apart and pull components off where, um, there are, uh, kind of screws and joins and connections that you don't recognize and that don't uh-huh. correspond with any of the tools that you have in, in the toolbox. So. Okay. Um, it's it's other it's a, very clearly alien technology. It's completely unlike anything you've seen. Mm-hmm. Travis might have seen something like it in an old movie from the fifties, um, uh, and uh, I would say the Doctor, you probably have like a loose recognition of it from your previous encounter with the Somnivores. Mm-hmm. It's it's very of their aesthetic in okay. the same way that. You know, if you were to encounter 80s Cybermen, you would recognize the aesthetic of, of their respective okay. nonsense. Um.
1: Their respective nonsense. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> um. That's actually the title.
0: <laughs> Hello, of Doctor. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> um <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my, oh, my. Okay. Well, then in that case, um, I'm probably gonna take it over to the Doctor and be like, oh, you know, does, does this look, does this look familiar?
3: It, it very much does. And it's, confirming my suspicions about what's going on here um now my big question at the moment is are these people actually suffering sleeping sickness or are they being made to sleep by external means
1: i can go and check like i mean yeah i'm just gonna go over and do it then um (laughs) my medicine is garbage but i mean i'm gonna try uh where, where,
0: where millie is like at the point in the life where she's on the TARDIS, it's yeah. been a long time since she did her... Since
1: she was yeah. a nurse, and yeah. so her medicine is garbage, yeah. so am, I'll roll, but
0: <laughs> I, I, We'll do a roll. I'll, I'll tell you what, because this is a a location that is from Millie's history, okay. I'm going to give you a plus two buff on this, because Neat. this is something that you should have some working knowledge of. Neat. Um, so we're going to make this Ingenuity in Medicine.
1: Okay, deal. Um, and I get a plus two.
0: Yes. Good, because this is...
1: Okay, so we're starting with a five. Good old whopping five. Ooh! Thirteen!
0: Thirteen. Yay! Good Um, rolling. You can't uh, uh, immediately discern anything other than, like, everything you know about the sleeping sickness, this appears to you to be the sleeping sickness. You're not seeing anything that suggests that, you know, there's an external... In in as far as, as Millie would be able to discern, you can't yeah. you're not aware that there's any kind of external force or, okay. or anything that doesn't meet the, the appearance of the sleeping
1: system. I will relay that to the group.
2: Uh, doctor, is there something you want me to do? I'm really out of my element here.
1: Yeah, I mean
3: I definitely want you to be part of everything. Um there There's a um something uh, follow me back here. Let's let's figure out uh, where this is heading like I was heading to the back room anyway yeah, and I got sure. pulled away by Millie, so like I go, if you want to follow me, we can we can check out this thing yeah, together. Yeah, definitely. We'll okay. So uh So this is happening yeah. while
0: Millie's checking on one of the Yeah, well, I'll, be, Millie, yeah, Millie I'll pulled go me through over. and
1: check all of the patients. While checking yeah, patients I so, I yeah.
3: take, take Travis back to the back yeah. of the room. Like, yeah, just you know, maybe keep an eye out. Make okay. sure something True. else can jump um, out at us. You know, so <laughs> oh great. So <laughs> you <and> approach
0: <laughs> you approach the back of the room and most of the equipment seems to be uh collected around one uh, one bed near the near the greatest assortment of the hospital hardware um and you see a uh, a young woman laying on this bed and beneath her her pillow is um a a metal plate which is itself connected to a larger machine that is covered in gears, dials, and switches and as if someone's gone to uh some lengths to make it look like it should be in the nineteen eighteen mm-hmm. should should be in uh the nineteen tens but absolutely looks like it's, you know, someone's homemade steampunk creation. Okay. Uh, it's
3: designed to look like a, like a, like an experimental medical chamber kind of thing as opposed to like something that would actually be fitting for the time period. It's
0: definitely yeah. yeah. No, nothing about this piece of equipment, even if you even if it didn't look like someone's half assed attempt to make it look, mm-hmm. you know, like it belonged in nineteen eighteen, does not belong in
3: nineteen eighteen. Yeah. I'm saying like, like like someone who's not a time traveler came upon it, they might go, Oh, they're just very experimental in this yeah, bag. Exa- they're yeah, they're yeah, testing yeah. out equipment. Um
0: but uh The equipment, uh, as, as, as strange and anachronistic as it is, is not what immediately catches your eye. It doesn't take you, uh, long to realize who it is who's laying in the bed. Um, her features are younger, um, and she is still as she rests, but it is unmistakably a young Amelia Earhart. Oh no. Existential crisis! (laughs) Now you can have the crush. Eminent! Which you don't see. They know when you don't. No, that's
1: why it's yeah. imminent. Like, this is gonna happen.
3: <laughs> okay. I, I, look at Travis and I go, keep her busy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And then I start. <laughs> oh, what do I do now? Um, I start f- looking at every machine around her and like trying to figure out like what's, I'm like, okay. sk- I'm like, now I'm messing with knobs. Now so you're, you're
0: examining the machine. Is is, yeah. is Travis deliberately like he's going back to distract Millie? Okay, I,
2: I'm well to not draw too much attention. I'm gonna stay by the doctor, okay. but I'm really keeping an eye on Millie from a distance. Okay. So like in case she were to approach, I would sort of like head her off at the pass.
1: I finish seeing all of the patients and make my way to the back of the. Room.
0: Okay, <laughs> I, I
1: yeah I Unless I'm gonna sit there and dance with a broom yeah, in yeah. the middle <laughs> of an <influencer laughs> no, no, like No, but like I'm keeping it. What?
0: Do you want to roll to dance with
1: a broom? No, a I want to go to the to... back of the room because yeah. I'm done with my task.
2: <laughs> and I, 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 intercept you on there, and I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, "The, doctor, um, t- wants us to. Uh, she, he, she said that you should, um, disassemble all of the boxes to see if everyone, uh, is attached to, um, all this right. futuristic machine. And, and I should, uh, give you a hand on that.
0: Uh, all right. How are you with the screwdriver?
2: Uh, I know lefty loosey, righty tighty.
0: Close enough, all right. <laughs> um, under normal circumstances, I would have you roll to convince, and I would have you do a counter roll, but as you grab your dice, um, as you're saying this, you hear a clatter of, uh, um, of of surgical tools falling to the floor from near the entrance to the ward. Um, and as, as you turn, you see a group of doctors and nurses um, approaching you. Their faces are obscured by surgical masks, and they are brandishing, brandishing scalp sores and syringes. And as they move in, cold and determined, you realize, um, and the doctor has seen this as well. You realize that where you are right now, you are cornered. There's no doors. There's no windows in this corner of the ward. And there's no way that you could possibly get to Millie and Travis in time before the doctors and nurses do.